Hello? Hello, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, good stuff. Take off the headphones, wonder if it's any better. Huh, it's probably a bad idea. Don't mind me just eating. Can you hear me well on this or no? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Okay, good. Alright, I just added so you can screen share now too. Nice. Are those, um, are those honey stinger bites? Oh, God, no. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Okay. A, a good second best. Not candy corn specifically, pumpkins. Yeah, I, li I like the pumpkins. Those are the way to go. Alright. So, what's going on? Oh, you know. Oh, you want to, which, which side can, oh, I can move the video around. Yeah. Sweet. I'm I'm uh, recording this to OBS too. Nice. Well, at least this entire second screen. So. Oh, so we can have a uh, a video synced up with it, huh? Uh-huh. All right. All right. <sighs> so, do we want to just just dive on into it? Yeah. Do we want to do our little uh, our little musical intro? Go, dude, um, I feel like I, we should change that. Or no, we should just keep it for now. Well, we need a new one. Put it that way. So why don't you why don't you start off? Yeah, go ahead. But um, placeholder. Welcome back to um, the biannual Lift Talk podcast. Uh, that's biannual with a B. Come on in twice a year for our exclusive twice a year performance. Two times. Two two times a year. That means it's also uh, ten times the price of admission. So. Yeah. When was when were when was the last one we did? I think we did one. It what wasn't was that it? long ago. July? It was like like it wasn't too bad. No. It's just COVID seem makes everything seem forever now. Yeah, that's true. That's really all it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not our fault. Again, <laughs> it's a mass pandemic. It's that's that's the fault. <laughs> all right. So let's we'll try to avoid pandemic talk. I mean it's hard to like avoid it. I mean it, we'll we'll pepper yes. it in here and there. It'll, we'll yes. focus on it. How's that? You'll get you'll everyone'll get a good little dose here and there. To kind of keep them, keep them on their toes. It'll be like a little Easter egg that you find during the episode, <laughs> where it'll kind of like come up, and it, you can make a drinking game out of it too. Oh god, it'd be a bad. You'd be drunk pretty quick. <laughs> be drunk pretty quick. It's basically become like a nom like it's in your normal nomenclature now. Like it's English. Like you know what I mean. Like it's so com like. It's, yeah. You can't escape it, man. Uh, well, that's well. A that's a bad sound bite there too. Like you know what I mean. Holy god. Right. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, All right, so do you let's want... do our, our non-pandemic-related updates. Personal no, updates, um, non-personal updates, uh, podcast... Oh, what happened? 
Hey, stop that. Hey, what's going on? What the hell's going on? Uh, you muted me. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I meant to move video. There's like a three. There's like a three over. There's an overflow button, like the three dots, like right next to it. And I just. God damn it! All right. <laughs> All right. So how do I move you? All right. Let's do this. Damn it. Make no. Sorry. Oh god, I'm fucking stupid. Come on. Okay, we'll just do it this way, I guess. We'll figure it out later. Yeah, we for the I think this is the third episode in a row that we've done that's on a new recording platform. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna set records for basically switching systems here. We're gonna try every single audio platform out there before we settle on one, and when we settle on one, it's gonna be freaking Facebook Live or something. It'll be the worst one, trust me. <laughs> It'll be MySpace. By far the worst one. <laughs> My, MySpace is coming back, baby. Napster. Hey, is man, that... don't, don't don't knock Napster. It was a great service. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. So non-pandemic related updates for both of us. You just said it. Drink shot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, non, keeping I'm keeping track. Non-whatever related. Are you going to do like, are we going to do a little do a, dings? A, a tally. Yeah. I'm a trying, little ding. I'm trying to get like a soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> So, right, so non-related, non, non, non that thing related. Yes, all right. Much personal and podcast. Um, uh, I, this was a a project for me that started a Ooh. while ago. Um, I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast, but I found an old Trek 920 frame that I. It's a it's an old steel frame. Um, it was when the 920 was like a mountain bike. Um, I think I did figure out what year it was. 90 I think it was f- uh, four. It's close to that. I think it's late 80s, early 90s. Okay. I don't remember exactly what it was. You can tell by the head badge, but I I destroyed the head badge. So. He, he can tell because he knows. No. <laughs> um, so that I, I stripped that down, took all the parts off of it. It was kind of like meh parts, and it was all in pretty bad shape. Um, the paint was kind of in rough shape. So I uh, I peeled that off with our, our good friend Citrus Strip. Yes, which that stuff yes, is freaking Ed amazing. Ed turned me right? onto that, and oh. that stuff works awesome. You just you let it do the work in the worst, dirtiest way. You can just do it that. And you yeah, trust us, you know. Um, Little little disclaimer because I did get this question actually. I have not tried it on carbon. <laughs> oh no, I would. Oh I don't no, no, that I would trust it on carbon. I would not do that because it's uh, it's pretty darn aggressive. Um, I don't even know what the process would be for carbon. Like, do you need like those green scotch bright pads? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to get too much friction and rub a yeah. hole in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe just live with it, and paint over it, or do like a wrap. Yeah. I'm sure there are chemicals that you can use out yeah, there, yeah. but I, I don't know what they are. <laughs> also, you can't eat it. Don't eat it. It, it does smell like citrus. It but, smells really good. Um, don't eat it. Yeah, even like even like walking through the spray of it yeah. is not good. Also, kids, uh, please do this kind of work in a well-ventilated area. Yeah, like your dark, dingy basement or your like Harry Potter spot under the stairs. No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you have a creepy stairs section spot? Yeah, it's where Harry Potter lives. And all your front derailers. 
in all my front derailers. <laughs> Banished to the spot under the stairs, pieces of crap. <laughs> Anywho, so you had a so, nine. I had a nine twenty. I just sold actually. It's that small. Yeah, you were you you found that one. What were you gonna do with that one? I thought you were gonna do something with that. Annabelle outgrew it, and I was like, oh. Uh, uh, my stepdaughter and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'll do something with it because it's small. I'll make it like a beater on bike. And I was like, this is too nice to even touch. It was like OEM fresh mint, but just like war- like slightly like seeing a basement. Like it looked like it was never used. Stock Max yeah. tires, like everything was new. And I was like, I'm gonna get max value for this thing by somebody. And somebody bought it for like 300 bucks. So Craigslist, thanks again. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, you. I could have given you the whole drivetrain, like probably. Well, for well, no, nothing, I'm. You know what I mean? I'm get, I, I have to say about you selling it. How much did you sell it for? <laughs> Three hundred dollars. I'm not even joking. That I is phenomenal. Ad, I have the ad somewhere. And guess why? Everyone, raise your glasses. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's that's because the pandemic. It is a, it is I've a made stupidly it. good seller's market right now. I've made a legit killing out there on bikes. I'm not kidding. Yeah, if if you can find a bike and uh, get it rehabbed and sell it, or, or or really anything, like people are buying up bikes like crazy. I don't think I have to tell you guys because probably a lot of you guys have experienced this. Um, but come on, you will, guys all sell it. You guys already have bikes. Come on, but yeah, you will nobody probably, can get more bikes. It, again, I I want to avoid this pandemic discussion there's another drink um, is it is it just let's call it logistic discussion logistics i'm not done with my updates let me finish my updates okay okay sorry <laughs> then we'll get into the the nitty-gritty meaty meaty dense stuff because this is this is some good fluff on the top oh, yeah. to kind of to kind of pull people in get people interested in like who we are gotcha and like what's going on in our lives you know all right, all right. And get people interested in like no they're not listening for this they're listening for the meaty stuff but anyway the meaty stuff will be later so if you want to get to the meaty stuff Hold skip ahead what do you think like 10 15 minutes yeah and God. uh we'll, we'll even make the noise there you go all set <laughs> no problem you know so anyway my I've, I've got it all painted and it came out awesome uh i experimented a little bit with um we did like a like a base coat of uh pink on the frame and then did like a like a uh kind of a pastelly orange um as as a dip um and then like kind of did some work just like fading it in um let's see so i'm gonna see if you got pictures on i haven't posted any because i don't want to post any until i have like the full process uh i respect that all right um i have uh all i really have to do now is I have front brakes to install, um, and then get everything adjusted and wrap the bars. So any uh, special bar wrap you need? Um, I just found some. Uh, it, it was really a color thing um, for it, this is one. It, isn't it always? It, it is, but yeah. this one was a tricky one to find colors for. <laughs> really? I mean, I think I thought yeah. that scheme sounded fairly. I mean, oh yeah, I guess... but it's it's such a like the shades of pink and orange are so like not common across things yeah so even like i did it's like almost like a pastel yeah yeah exactly so i did like uh pink petals and bottle cages which are pretty darn close but they aren't quite the right pink um oh, there we the go or- I, the orange bar tape i found i think is going to be pretty close i think it's going to look pretty cool when it's done um expect to see some pictures of that 
upcoming soon um, probably in the next week or so yeah drivetrains ready that's all that's left is ancillaries brakes and drivetrain yeah exactly all right cool. um, handlebars and everything yeah dude come on get on that yeah build on that as ed and i have discussed very frequently is the uh the ever capable ever affordable micro shift advent stuff sounds um, good man one by nine uh i guess they have a one by ten now like stupid low price Stupid adaptable $167, bar. I think, for the drivetrain. Yeah, that's crazy. That's ridiculous. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make some people mad, maybe. Uh oh. Um but um I would rather have the Microshift Advent drivetrain than a SRAM SX Eagle drivetrain. That's <laughs> uh, I get it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean SX yeah, I'd rather I'd probably take uh Microshift over that too, I think. I think anything okay. below NX, I'd probably take Microshift over. Which is just SX. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, long long and short, yes. Sorry, Sram. <laughs> I mean, it's um, it's quality stuff. Like I haven't actually used the flat bar shifters yet, but I mean, from, every, from what I've seen, they're awesome too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. I I hope that it becomes a stock option on more bikes because I think it's going to really lower that like higher performance one by mountain drivetrain to a lot lower price points so that people buying mountain bikes for like people buying less expensive mountain bikes don't have to have horrible drivetrains with a triple in the front and like immediately have to upgrade to something better. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. A lot of stuff's coming with the micro shift. I think like a lot of the mail order gravelish new kind of cheap gravel bikes that come yes. in with micro shift a lot yep. of times you know yeah which is awesome to see and uh, they make a brifter left side that i use by the way that does a that uses a dropper that yeah. is a dropper actually it's awesome yeah um so there's that related to the the painting um we are going to set the goal again of finishing our lift ticket yes um so that should be fun. We have I'm pretty sure we have all the parts for that. We just need to paint it and get it all together. Yeah. I well I have the fork in my basement, but we have a bag of parts somewhere, I think, right in tires. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you I'm do. looking at the wheels right now. All right, yes. Um I don't know where that bag of parts is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's in someone's possession. We'll figure it out. I'm assuming, I hope right? So. Yeah. I hope so. No one at Spark was like, mm, I'll just throw these out. They're all uh, they're all hoarders too now. You never know. Yeah, that's true. It's true. <laughs> I right. think I brought it home. We'll see. <laughs> um We gotta rebuild your spearfish you were talking about too. You yeah, got, so the up, huh? The Spearfish, uh that's my salsa mountain y race bike uh that I use for downhilling sometimes and just everything in between. Because why not? Um yeah, it just it works. Um, I have the the TRP twelve speed drivetrain. I think I've chatted about that already on the pod. On oh the yeah, like, I, um, I like TRP, but you didn't go TRP I, brakes. No, I uh, I think for brakes, eventually I want to put some Shimano's on it. I think. Yeah, when they can become um, available. Yes. When the, in this t- logistically challenged times. Yes. Why Why are they logistically challenged, Ed? Just because of certain events that have possibly happened. Uh, Do you want worldwide. to give people a reason to to 
to grab that that glass. <laughs> I didn't mention it. I just said, you know, the logistic reasons, you know. All right. So people can take that as one if they want. Uh, <laughs> Drank. <laughs> this is... <laughs> um, but yeah, I have that TRP drivetrain. I've had it kicking around for a while because um, I don't want to put it on without also overhauling the entire bike because it needs it. Um, and I have been putting that off for uh, six or seven months now. <laughs> and that's how things get broken. Ladies and, and that's, gentlemen. yes. Um, and uh, I'm sure once I, uh, yeah, break an axle or something, then I will finally do it. Uh, but for now. <laughs> Good time to maintenance my bike right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I'll do it like the night before, like a ride or something. Um, be that guy that's tr constantly fixing his bike the entire ride. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for now it's, uh, that, that'll be coming up. I've got to get like bearings for the suspension and, uh, get all that taken care of. You get a bike uh, list to go down, man. Yes, I do. Oh, yep. holidays are coming up, man. You got, yeah. And you're working down that list. You're working, checking it twice. <laughs> I, hope, I hope to God, putting the other bikes. Tightness. I can't wait to get the Christmas bike out again. That'll be sweet. Oh, I forgot about that monstrosity. In the be I mean that in the best, most loving the way. The best too, way. way. <laughs> it's literally like a Hallmark card at <laughs> 21 miles an hour downhill. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. A true um, nightmare. A true nightmare. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh. So, um... Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, we also have, like, it's it's a tricky time, obviously, because we've got, like, events coming up that we've been chatting about doing mm. um, that may or may not happen at the moment. I'm not too optimistic about it. It doesn't, doesn't logistically appear so, you know? No, but I'm going to sign up anyway. Yes. Um, and roll the dice on it and see, because uh, I can still hope. Um, <laughs> There's even if it's hope. Even if it's a little bit and not not much hope i can i can uh you know it's like it, it's like you're making a wish by signing up for it so yeah um so that throw, for throwing your money down a, a well yes <laughs> but then you can't go back in the water to get your money when the, the wish doesn't come true i mean you you could you could but then you'd be that guy no one wants to be that guy that's true <coughs> um it was normal cough yeah i think um <laughs> What else would it be? Exactly. Okay, exactly. good. <laughs> the only other thing I could think it would be would be a logistical challenge. Um, now, do you actually mean that? Like, getting there or what? Physically? With no, I meant your cough. Your cough is a logistical challenge. That's the <laughs> oh, only thing. Take a drink, take a drink, take folks. <laughs> uh, if you scratch, make sure I'm saying. So the, the main event on my list is uh, Mid-South... It's a gravel event. Yes, I know. Uh, welcome back to Gravel Talk. Gravel Talk. Um, it's, uh, it's like 100 miles in Oklahoma, red clay, and like the, the pictures look amazing. Um, the stories sound horrifying, but yes. <laughs> the pictures look amazing. What could go wrong? Why, why can't it be both? <laughs> Pork and Nolos does. <laughs> um, they, uh, it seems like a lot of these event promoters that are putting out these kind of like, um, potential events are being pretty cautious about it, um, as far as their expectations and, um, 
what they're what they're planning on for like contingencies and stuff. Um, so I'm it's it's encouraging to see that um, like they they are all at this point planning on not having events. So sense. contingencies everyone's planning are basically virtual, right? Like we take a big, yes. we take pictures of timestamps or something. Uh, yeah, I it, I'm I'm sure it depends upon the event, but it's it's good to know that they're all um, thinking about these things and being a little more proactive about it rather than uh, reactionary. And logical, yes, yeah, yes. instead of reactionary, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the entire um, point of it. Yeah, instead of yeah, 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 the mess we have. But anyway. Um, so there's that one. Um, obviously, once we get the lift ticket up and running, like I'd love to do Winter Wooly again, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Oh, it's even closer. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Winter wow. Wooly in like February. So um, I I have my doubts. I uh, I don't know that uh, any normal event running will be happening until next fall at this point. All there is are uh, for events now. You know, for logistical reasons. Logistical reasons, drink folks. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's what I was. That's what I've got. Um, Ugh, gravel race. rundown. I'm kind of um, I'm really kind of annoyed we couldn't do it, but I'm not expecting we're going to. But I just want to race like that anywhere. Although I mean, it's kind of flat out there, so you really get the experience out here. But you could probably make something comparable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, so that's we were talking about that. Like if. If we don't um, go out there, if we don't end up going down there because of logistical challenges, um, <laughs> that's another one, folks. Drank. <laughs> um, just because it's a euphemism, it still counts. Count it. Count it. Um, but yeah, we were talking about our own contingency as far as doing a, a big, stupid gravel event up here where it's just a few of us that just kind of go out for um, 80 or 100 miles, link together everything we know up here, and uh, just have fun with it. Yeah. And I think that would be a cool, like, um, we'll kind of do it on the same day or something. Um, just call and, it uh, the logistical compromise. There the logistical compromise. Um, so, yeah, we've got, I mean, yeah, it's, it's still pretty bleak, but... Uh, <laughs> Well, that was, a, that was a convincing tone. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely bleak. It's a little, it's a little, uh, a little gray out there. But uh, people are listen. Everyone's adapting. We're all still on bikes yes. in some capacity, get, whether get it's a peloton it. or if it's you know something. So even more so, I think now than before. You know. So yes, yeah. Human beings are adaptive. Um, we'll be all right. Speaking of, actually, a little, a little news transition here. But um, but um, but um, but um, but um, but um. Breaking news. Um, Breaking. Speaking of Peloton, did you see the Peloton news there, Ed? Wait, there's news about Peloton other than it exists? There is news about Peloton. Um, let me see if I can get it up on the screen here in a moment. Um, moment. Please, please hold. Let's see, Peloton news. All right. Let's see. Peloton recalls pedals on 27,000 <laughs> Bikes Holy shit! Injuries. How many injuries? One. Uh, it just says reported, reported uh, injuries. So it, it's not giving me a number. Uh, at least 120 consumer reports of pedal breakages, 16 of which involved leg injuries. Okay, 
Um, <laughs> Their stock dropped four percent today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, um. So interesting. Um. Development on the Peloton versus real bike fight. Um. Peloton has issued a voluntary recall on pedals used on about 27,000 of its exercise bikes because of a reported, <laughs> this one's good, laceration hazard. <laughs> I feel like, well, all right, first of all, I feel like riding my flats is laceration hazard every single goddamn ride, no? I mean, am I the only one that has legs that are destroyed by these things? Like, come on, like, get over it. Enjoy the lacerations. It's going to make your shins tough, you know? Oh, this is a different kind of laceration, though. Peloton acknowledged the axles on these <laughs> pedals can break unexpectedly during use. Oh, that's got to have been brutal. I want to see photos. Do you think there are any? Or a video. Let's a video see. would be even better. Oh, catastrophically failing while you're doing, like, a Watts uh, test? Peloton uh, injury photos. That's in my Google search history now. Five of those injuries required medical care, such as stitches to the lower leg. Five? I've had stitches in my lower leg for slipping getting out of the car. Well, I mean, I guess I'll su I'd sue Peloton and get some money, too, I guess, right? <laughs> oh, that's why we're not going to find any images. They're part of a fucking legal case. Okay, yeah. never mind. But anyway, 27,000 of these. Uh, it, it is an interesting little development. Uh, not that it really matters. I think um, the the indoor exercise bike uh, wave will continue. Um, Absolutely. Just, just like the bike bu bike boom is continuing, um, I don't think this is this might uh, slow Peloton down a little bit, but there are plenty of other exercise bike companies out there as well. Um, That's true. And at the end of the day, they'll all be fine. Um, and obviously, honestly, it could be something like I mean. A million more people are on Pelotons. So, I mean, this happened once when seven people rode Pelotons like a year ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could just be a scaling up issue where everybody just now gets hurt at a mass <laughs> massively faster rate. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm sure that's part of the um, the issue there is the, the massive upscaling that they've been doing um, and probably not been able to keep up with their quality control on some of these pedals. Um, if quality as, control on the pedals even exists. In the first place. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, if they're just trying to output the product, um, then they might be, might be having challenges with that. Um, but anyway, I thought that was a little, uh, a fun little, uh, little news, uh, tidbit there. Um, uh, moving on to, um, Logistical challenge-related news. Um, <laughs> another drink, folks. Drank. Drank. Hopefully it's a scratch drink. So it's, what are you uh, drinking tonight, Ed? Up. What are you drinking? I am drinking water out of my non-hydro, non-on-brand, off-brand hydro flask. Okay, but if, if, you were, if you were to be drinking an alcoholic drink right now, what would it be? Oh, definitely whiskey. Okay. <laughs> I should just go get it right now, see how hammered I get still by the end of this thing. <laughs> Probably pretty drunk at that point. Especially if this six. next if this next discussion is is a sign for how much we're going to be talking about this. Um, as as far as supply chain goes, um, what do you want to say about supply chain, Ed? With with our current logistical challenge. Um. It's just everything is maxed out right now. Like we were talking about, not, you can't get parts. You can't get Shimano brakes. I'm like, Shimano brakes? We're talking about brake pads. Um, yep. We're like finding those. Like, any, like it's just, 
Everything's coming in bursts. Everything's being uh, almost like a bait and switch. I think we talked about this at one point where I've actually bought stuff that vendors have said is in stock. And then I'll get an email like three days later when it was supposed to have shipped. And I'm like, oh, that's not in stock. And I'm like, then why'd you say it was in stock on your website if you don't yeah. actually? Like drop shippers are just getting exposed, that's all. And it's just kind of like annoying because yeah. everything stops flowing. Although, that being said, I did grab these hoods oh some lever hoods so this is the interesting thing right is Cheap that yeah there are like like little parts like that still out there yeah um one of the things we were talking about that was an interesting side effect this was also of, readily available Ooh, kmc 11 speed chain but yeah like you said the small things you know but yeah well so like one of the interesting things we were talking about is how shimano in in a big way because they're such a big company and big brand very much standardized a set of brake pad shapes and sizes right so um because so many brake pads out there so many bikes have shimano brakes on them um this this brake pad style and again shimano has a few of them but there's one or two in particular that are super popular and like super standard across the board, which in normal times is like, okay, cool. So if it's a Shimano brake or if like, if I have a bike, it's a pretty good bet that it's going to be one of these brake pads. Um, for Shimano, it's probably going to be one of these ones for SRAM. It's probably going to be one of these ones because they have been largely standardized in that sense. But the flip side of that, that we're seeing now, is because they're so standardized in that way if you have one of those brake pads you're out of luck because everyone else also has that brake pad and they snapped them up first um that's so why it's, it's, diversity it's i guess in products and like brands and variation can actually be important you know well yeah it's, it's an interesting kind of like flip side to how the industry has been going which is towards fewer standards because fewer standards are easier to work with in a normal scenario but all of a sudden, we have this this flipped scenario where that is causing us issues down the line. Um, to say the least. The uh, the other thing that I have found interesting about this whole scenario is um, bike lead times. Um, a lot of uh, obviously a lot of bike lead times are are way out, right? Yeah. They and were saying, like, um, uh, if you didn't get anything in it's possible like fall 2021 and you can probably order one, you know? Yes. And so there's been a lot of talk of companies, um, just calling just basically from now, any of these bikes that were going to be 2021 bikes will just be turned into 2022 bikes. So it'll be the same bike. It's just going to get labeled to 22 because that's when it's going to actually arrive and come out. But won't it be less cool? What do you mean? I mean, you already know what it is. It's no surprise. Oh, yeah. There's not going to be... Basically, you should skip a year. I, I think that's what is happening, yeah. yeah. is Because here's the thing. These bikes are already in production, right? It, yeah. To a large extent. Um, I I think for the most part, like most of our bike models across the board are not going to be changing much between say 2021 and 2022 um i would say some of the um 
some of the higher end models that they might have been experimenting with and setting up as a 2021. Uh, maybe a company will just hold off on releasing it until it's a 2022 when they actually have them in stock. Um, but the other the other interesting aspect about this whole thing is you don't really think about it, but it's it's not necessarily the the bike manufacturer holding holding this process up, right? Because if if you think about, I mean, it's basically like, like a, everybody running on mar- like uh, the thinnest razor at edge of efficiency, trying to not hold inventory yes. or hold the correct amount of inventory, and then when something like this slows, it's like a traffic jam. As soon one of it, it's going to cause it burps down the line for who knows how long, you know? Yeah. Well, if you if you think about say like say a factory in Taiwan, right, is sitting there selling their selling their product, selling maybe a company comes in and and uses their factory to make a hundred frames of of their bike right um so first of all you have that one factory or two or three factories or whatever taking care of all of these companies all of a sudden time is like there is just not enough time to be churning out these bikes right there's not enough time to be churning these out so that factory has to look at its list of customers and say okay which one of these is going to be the most profitable for us? Which one of these is going to be the most efficient? Which one of these accounts do we need to work more for? So it's people who get the more money. They're going to get more say. Look at that. I, I, I think at the end of the day, yes. Now, this is all, this is all fair warning here. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> these are the rantings of a madman doing yes, that. Yes, entirely exactly. to him is face value. But, but I think that that also comes down to say, okay, say a company actually does get some time in, they get some frames made. Cool. They have the frames. Now they have the frames sitting there and they go to say Shimano and, or SRAM or Microsoft or TRP or whatever. And uh, those companies who are in the same boat as far as trying to make parts and trying to figure out how they can most efficiently make parts, then look at their accounts and there's an account that goes to consumers as like a an aftermarket part and there's an account that goes to the big big bike brands as a as an OEM like part an OEM piece yeah yep and they have to look at those those accounts and figure out which like how they're going to allocate that product and are they going to allocate it to the the company that placed that order the earliest are they going to allocate that product to the company that's paying the most are they going to just allocate it in a kind of communistic way as they far as roll like, the dice you get one you get one you get one you get one battle of death have a battle royale if... everybody, gets a knife. <laughs> everybody gets a chain ring and whoever lives gets the contract oh battle you said battle royale i was thinking whoever gets the whoever wins the Fortnite tournament <laughs> gets among us you know something gets, gets all of the derailers <laughs> That's your victory. All of the all of the Shimano tourney the derailers. Yeah, piles of tourney. <laughs> it's the worst. That's the crappiest. Going to be the crappiest prize of anything, of anything in the history of anything. You know. But anyway, that's that's kind of what we're. I think what we're dealing with here is, and I, I would be super interested to see the conversation that's going on in in these like boardrooms where they're saying, "All right, who do we give these parts to when we have them?" Um, because I think I think that's a fascinating like a fascinating thing we have going on with this whole parts shortage. Um, 
I mean, there yeah. must be formulas for prioritization, I'm assuming, you know? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of it comes down to, well, these guys suck, or they never do X on time. Well, and I, mean? and I, I would love to see as well, like, the, the list of parts that are holding these bikes up and, like, their dating. So like like a seat post like we're exactly not it, to it you. could be it could be that that minimal at the end of the day um, and it's uh, I don't think it is in most cases but I wonder if we'll the, see a lot more brands trying to go in house now if that's even a possibility I mean I, to kind of buck that as a, a bottleneck you know I I don't know that many big companies are going to like re reallocate their labor to like domestically like to the united states but yeah that's a good point if somebody was going to do it like say if i was making ten thousand dollar bikes i'd definitely just get seats thirty dollar seat posts stamped out somewhere in china you know yes i i do think this is this could be an opportunity for smaller brands to kind of more quickly um adapt and, and figure out solutions for this um again the other the other challenging part of this is it's not just those frames, right? So a, a US-based company that comes about and says, we're going to fix this and we're going to make these bikes quicker than everyone else is going to have to figure out what they're going to do for a drivetrain because Shimano is out of parts. So they'd have, to, they'd have to figure out not only how they're going to make their frame, which is fine. Okay, they figure out how to do that. But they're also going to have to make the bottom bracket, the crank, the derailleur, the other derailleur, if, if, if it's got a other derailleur. We found uh, this probably cheap the wheels. New, we found this cheap new company from China. It's <laughs> called Timano. That's very good quality. Timano. Don't even worry about it. No relation. <laughs> but I, I think there's a lot there's a lot going into this whole um I don't want to say debacle, but Let's, logistical let's challenge. Let's call it a logis- exactly a logistical challenge. I think there's a lot going into it that people don't really think about, um, and it's. I find it really fascinating to think about. Yes, it's a huge pain, but it's a, it's super fascinating too. Um, these logistical challenges. There's going to be so much data that people are going to be pouring back through over the next twenty years after this is all like kind of past. It's going to yeah. be ridiculous. Well, it's a, it's an interesting um, like. Almost, almost a strike against um, globalization, right? Or, I mean, if you want to go really into it, is it really a strike against globalization, or is it a strike against globalization when done at the lowest possible bidder for the most possible profit? You know what I mean? Like, this is obviously a result of a worldwide cheapening out on everyone's part. Everyone's oh, okay. So you're shitty. a communist. Okay. I mean. E- when all when something that's this globalized, which is I mean what we are today, it's something that's this interconnected is treated with such fucking disregard and like blatant like I want to do it cheaply. Uh, this is obviously what you get. This is trying to keep like a rusty car on the road for not wanting to repair it or put money into it, and just hoping it passes inspection and doesn't kill your family while you're driving around. You know. <laughs> so I mean, it's just every. I feel like there's no one. Per, it's everyone's kind of like has a piece in the you know the blame in all of this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> All right. It's my non-denominational rant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Logistical challenges. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, what are we up to? Is that like seven drinks? Or are we past that? That's at least six or seven. 
Somebody, yeah. I hope somebody else is keeping track, although they're probably getting at that point if they've been drinking. They're not yeah. keeping track. Remember so. to uh, remember to smash like and uh, comment below. And hydrate. Also hydrate. How many how many drinks you had? Also like eat bread and stuff. I guess to eat like bread. soak up that alcohol. We need to do. We need to put this on Twitch next time. We should have done that. We should just do that now. <laughs> but I mean, we should do it and then and then do the you know just actually live stream it. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need a soundboard for that. We can probably do it through OBS, each of us, right? Or even if I can oh, stream I directly to OBS, even if I get your video feed captured here, I can take and output the screen and the audio both. There's a reason OBS. that you're doing the recording part, Ed. <laughs> I'll shut up now. Um, all right, so actually, let's. Uh, where are we in here? Traveling rides for the pet. All right, so basically, we didn't really go over that. But yeah, do you, do you so I, that? I had a there? yeah, sure. All I right. had a question about this because I saw you were. I don't. I don't mean to like expose you. Expose. Expose. Like but a wound. <laughs> you were all over the place for oh. a little while there. I was um, during the worst possible time. Um, <laughs> my friend uh, moved out to Utah, and like a year and a so half ago, he... I agreed okay. to like help him. And it's basically one of those things where I'm like, okay, this is happening. Like regardless. Oh, so he moved out. Yeah, he bought. He picked up a uh, a Mercedes Sprinter van, like a, to build out as like a bike van, and uh, packed all of his crap into it. And we just drove out there, hit Colorado, and then wow. went to Utah. It, it was, okay, um, so it was so it, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a joy ride. It was like a, I have to help out this friend and then joy ride. It was basically like yeah, beeline, don't die, get there, and then you can probably relax and acclimate. Um, and I will say elevation is not a joke. Uh, <laughs> beware of that. I thought I was going to die the first day I was there. Like legitimately. Did you, did you rent an e-bike out there? Oh, no. I just, it's all legs. It's all legs, baby. You got to get the <laughs> respect. You can't, you can't ride an e-bike around those people. Come on, man. <laughs> what the hell? You got to show them what East Coast is like, you know? Um, East Coast. I mean, after like two or three days, I was back to, but I was back to yeah, basically you could riding breathe. fine. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like. It was almost normal then, but still, the elevation was crazy. Um, but driving out there wasn't really bad. I mean, we stopped. We peed everywhere that basically we could because we were dudes. We could just basically be outside. Or, <laughs> I mean, mostly we're bathroom. Like, there was so many bathrooms that were basically empty Yeah. at, like, rando truck stops. Um, truck stops are creepy always, you know, especially at, like, 1 a.m. They get a bunch of weird shit in there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was a super interesting trip. I'm glad it's over because... Oh god, it's just sketchy being like out amongst people when you know. Yeah. All things logistically considered, drink. <laughs> um, the riding out there is absolutely epic, though. Yeah, those pictures that you that you were posting made me dream of easier days when we could travel. <laughs> oh my god! At the second this is basically like ease, I want to go back out there. It's a thousand times worth it. Ugh, it was probably the best riding I've ever done in my life, especially out in. Utah, well, those trails out there was wild. Um, pretty sure I hit a rover, a snake at some point too. Yeah. Uh, didn't see anything like bears or anything crazy. I actually saw bears in New Hampshire, but that was before everything. Um, yeah, man, that's West Coast is no joke. Colorado was amazing too. Uh, some of the best natural trails I've ever ridden. They have um, trails that are like single use, like bike use only. Um, so no hikers, no horses, and they have bi-directional date, like different days with different directions. 
Huh. So it's a downhill trail this day, so you can just fly, and it's an uphill climb trail another day. So um, there's a lot more hikers, too. That was the only kind of downside. Uh because we almost killed some people because sometimes we really go pretty <laughs> oh, goddamn fast. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. And uh, everybody kind of escaped without injuries. Uh, definitely, definitely worth it at any point after this, you know. Or during it, if you're bold, it doesn't matter. Or you've made a, a promise to somebody, I guess, unfortunately. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we can't judge your life choices. <laughs> I mean, everyone judges everything anyway, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess we can. Yeah. Feel, <laughs> we can judge. Feel free to judge the shit out of me because I, I would judge the shit out of everybody else, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think we missed going to Moab just simply because it was too hot when we were there still. And they were like, yeah, you don't want to go to Moab because it's like 110, 150 degrees right there right now. And like, you want to go with a group. If something happens, you're like 20 miles out in the desert, it's not good. Um, so now I have to go back to go to Moab, I guess, you know. Sucks, I guess, you know. Yeah. Just got to do it, though. You know, I missed it, and uh, now I have a reason to go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that was a good, and uh, I'm looking forward to basically, like, slowly making my way out possibly next time. Or to this Mid-South gravel ride, you know. I mean, 100 miles. Could I mean, be. It's pretty out in the same similar, I mean, the west westward direction, I guess. Not really The similar, Western but, world. Um. I mean, it's enough of the trip that it's an adventure, you know. What are you What are you munching on? Are you still munching on the? Do you freaking know it? Look at these things. Brock's the pumpkins. It's like candy corn, pumpkin. just five at once, you know. You gotta send me some of those. This is This is why I'll never be ever be lean. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean, like. And it's It's totally worth it. Oh my god, it's totally not. They're so disgusting. Ugh. <laughs> oh. But they're so good, I'm not gonna lie. At the same time. They are that is definitely something that has crack cocaine in them, and that is why they are so addictive. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm kind of now that you mentioned that gravel ride, I'm getting more and more like into like the distance. Oh, I know I also got I bought gravel bike and then sold it and then got another, built another one. Yeah, walk walk us through that whole process, because that happened real quick. It was quick. I got uh, I got one of the pre-orders, one of the, like, the last pre-orders of the Poseidon X complete bikes while they were still in stock. And uh, it was limited after, I guess, because of the logistically challenged events. Um, That's a drink. Drink. But I still got it, I think, July. I want to say Ju- yeah, mid-July. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, it was a great bike um, for what it was. And it was, like, mind-blowing for how fast it was coming from any other bike I've had. But, like, I quickly felt, like, you know, all the shortcomings, basically, of mechanical brakes. Um, it's just kind of a lower-end frame. The build quality was weird. The paint was, like, unfinished or, like, missed. Like, like when some spray missed one of the parts on the top. Um, Smaller but, tire clearance, too, right? Actually, they would fit. I guess all the cycle people in the forums had been able to fit the uh, 700 by 43 Gravel Kings on it and a couple of other right. like, larger ones. Um, I guess it all really depended on the size, width of the rim to make yeah. you know, how bulbous it would be flared out, basically. Um, and the through axles, I mean, uh, the QR on that was basically, when I, you would go really hard, say, down like a hill or a corner, a sweeping turn, and you'd really go to put the power down, you could feel the rear flex or just kind of the dry, like the rear end jump kind of. And it was just super disconcerting, and like I just couldn't get used to it, and didn't want to get used to it. Um, 
So I was like, whatever, I'll sell this because the market's awesome right now. And uh, I found a cheap gravel frame from a company in uh, England called Merlin Bikes for like 400 bucks. I think it was 440 shipped, right? So I sold the Poseidon for like just under $900. I think it was a 799 bike. But I put like a, a dropper I had laying around on it, right, in that brifter. So I'm like, it's basically even or maybe I made like 50, 75 bucks off of it. So I just took that and rolled everything over into the other bike. And I'm still ahead by like 200 bucks, 300 bucks, even with all the ancillary stuff. So Nice. Um, I mean, I did have a donated drivetrain. Shout out to Tommy. Um, Thank you, Tommy. Fucking A. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get a sticker on it now. This is Tommy M edition in the like a matching color or like on the fork in a black thing. That'd be so cool. Um, but yeah, I couldn't have done that basically without him. So props. Um, and now that I've used it, I know we just got done talking about how good MicroShift is and it is good for the money. Yeah. But now that I've been spoiled by Altegra. Oh, yeah. I mean, even though it's a 2X, it's still like the fluidity and the smoothness, even of a used setup. I, it's, yeah, yeah they, I'll take that. You know what I mean? They or, do a good job, yeah. Um, although I will say my girlfriend has a checkpoint with GRX on it, and it's actually a very similar feeling. Um, and I think what GRX is, this her GRX is one gen newer than this. Yeah, but I think uh, so. So GRX has I think three or four different price points. That oh, go all the way, yeah, that go all the way down to. So it's a separate Flora entire separate lineup, and all the way up to Ultegra. Um, so they have GRX Ultegra now too. Yes, but it's just called GRX, and then you t- you can tell by the uh, the model number that it's the Ultegra level GRX. Um, and they have a Di2 GRX. And uh, I'm pretty sure the one that's on that checkpoint is probably going to be. Um, Let me hear you it. Know, do you know Come how on. many speeds it is? Um, I say it's 11 speed. It's 11, so that would be like the 105 level. Yeah. Um, GRX, I think. Based on based on what I remember. That bike is. That I think I talked. We talked about this earlier. That bike is something else at that price point. I'm really like impressed, kind of. You know, I mean, I guess you could have come in under it or did but i didn't get like a mail order bike brand but the fit finish quality and like just general well put togetherness and feel of the bike is beyond the freaking sweet paint bro that paint is awesome um that's carbon the bare carbon fork where you can see the swirls of the carbon was a nice touch too i will say um and i like the accessory mounts like she has more bottle options than me which pisses me off a little bit on her on the frame because all right, so easy. that's uh, that's GRX RX four hundred, okay, which is ten speed, so that would be the equivalent of Tiagra. And that's ALR four, right? Yeah. I was actually looking at this a check. There's an ALR four frame that's like Miami blue and yellow and orange. They have, yes, mm. yeah. I there was tempted are... by that, but I think it was like double the price of this frame, but it, the color was so much better. Yeah, <laughs> it was so much better. Um. I like the tires that came on, but they're not tubeless ready, I guess. I don't know if they mean the rims or if the tires, the GR1s, the Bontrager GR1s are just tubeless, not tubeless ready. I don't know if it's just like I got to pull it and tape it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think based on what I'm looking at, those are uh, a wire bead tire. So those are not tubeless ready tires. Later, I'm trying to blow those things up and just do something else. (laughs) Also, a tan wall would look nice on there, I think, too. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I couldn't believe how much I wanted to ride that bike. I mean, it was too small for me, but still, um, <laughs> yeah, Spark almost talked me into getting the matching green 
the aqua one with her and it was this close i was like why'd you make me ride that they always do that like, <laughs> just ride this just take it for a ride take it oh, just ride it there's no harm parking lot there's no harm <laughs> <laughs> biggest lie salesman will ever tell you what's the harm in taking it and trying it out no take it for the weekend no get out of here um yeah uh all right uh, so, so i'm firmly in gravel now it's enjoyable and it's awesome and this uh, is now officially officially taken over by me as the gravel talk podcast now Thanks should we just do everyone. this every time we switch yeah riley's completed the, the transition i mean i still i mean i still ride bikes i was at trestle bike park not too long ago like you know, yeah but we're not talking about that right now we should do every time we do like next time we do cruise beach cruiser talk and then we can do like <laughs> penny farthing talk you know we I mean? like, change <laughs> we change the name of the podcast on spotify every time we release an episode yes that would be confusing to everyone <laughs> yeah no one would find it uh so yeah what's, what's now gravel talk um dude I, i'm i'm firmly into it this uh putting this together was fun shimano mineral oil is actually not a lot better than a lot of other oils i've used it kind of comes off nice and easy surprisingly yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not bad. It's it's decently easy to work with um, as far as oils go. That was I was bleeding. That was actually not that. It was probably the easiest part. Um, I had all the, the kit with all the little bleed valves and syringes. It was sweet. Um, the hardest thing still befuddles me is a front derailleur. <laughs> it's like I feel like those automatic transmissions. Um, rotary engines and like a couple of other things are basically black magic. No one knows how they work. Like, um, I don't know. It just rubs no matter what I do at the low end in the middle. I can basically ride middle gears. It's great. It's quiet as hell. Smooth as hell. Anywhere near any of the top ends. And I'm like, okay, why is it rubbing again? So it's been fun. That's a lie, but it's been interesting. Um, <laughs> a learning experience. Yeah. I think I probably, I think it's firmly worse now than when it was like, I just literally bolted on the first time and I was like, Oh, the ship's great. And then I kind of, I moved it and it's never been. Uh, and now I'm like, God damn it. It's, that's it's, the key. it's one to three millimeters away. What the hell's the big deal here? And I don't know. Um, <laughs> rear one's been, was fine. Actually. That was the easiest part. Yeah. Um, it's got rack points in the back. I might put a rack on it, but it kind of looks dumb with a rack, but I like the rack. I like the it's sexier without a rack, you know. Well, you know what you have to do because the the one you have is the gravel bike, but you need a touring bike too. I mean, I can just make it into a touring bike by throwing the rack on it. Right? No, you can't. You have to. Do, you have to have <laughs> dedicated bikes. I need a. That's if I'm gonna get a touring bike, it has to be a, a pinion drive. Or yes, e e e m t something. A shaft drive. That now we're talking ridiculous. Okay, I want in on shaft drive. Okay, shaft driven e touring bike. Um. My dropper post is entirely not going to work, but I'm running it because it's all I have right now. Um, it's maybe a, you should see how. Sl can I move? I wonder if I can disconnect this. No, you can see. You can't see because um, the GoPro doesn't zoom. But you see how? Well, low? just move the bike. It's kind of. I kind of can't. It's kind of stuck there. Oh. Um, and the GoPro's tethered because I'm using it as a, so. But you can kind of see how. Look at the neck on the dropper. It's like barely out of the seat collar, you know. So yeah. Now this have is to sell that and get something. This that is well, there goes an iPad. Yeah, this is where we were talking about. Um, let's see, because what what travel is that dropper post? That's a I get a a one fifty millimeter Kitsuma externally routed because I couldn't do an internal. 
That is crazy. You have 150 <laughs> mil of travel on a gravel bike? Yes, sir. It's uh, It slams. The seat is out of the way and gone whenever I want it to be. That's the only Yeah, but it, upside. its highest point is way too high. <laughs> oh, exactly. So I just ride with it basically a mid, uh, mid-travel. Feels great. Just <laughs> on the dropper. Extension so, every single so time. Every, exactly. Every <laughs> it time never you extends bring it up. past like 75. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been fun. I basically, you know, need a feel for it, I guess. It's super. It's one of these things that so, nobody else would probably be okay with except for idiots like us who are just like, oh, I can adjust whatever. It's fine. <laughs> so, here's what I, I recommended this to you the other day. Um, the I, I have had good luck with the X Fusion dropper. And enter. X Fusion. I'm looking at. X-Fusion yes, now. the so I have the X Fusion Manic Gravel, cross country uh, trail, all mountain enduro on one of gravel. my bikes. Um, so the the Manic Gravel is available in 50 mil travel or 100 mil travel. Um, so just kind of measure out how much you can do, and then uh, pick one. Um, Ooh. oh, the OD is uh, 3162, huh? Uh, for the for the normal manic, yes. For the manic gravel, it comes in a twenty seven point two, but you can just grab a shim to shim it out to thirty point nine. I hate that sentence. The shim. Grab a shim. Grab a shim. The shim stock. Yes. So ideally, <laughs> ideally, you can run that hundred mil travel one. Um, As and, a basically compromise and hope and you can put that. it down yes. jammed enough. All right. So the um, one hundred mil travel, but is that external? What, what did you say? Um, no, they have an internal. Okay. Well, I need. Oh, I need the external one. Oh, you need the external. That's the other. That's the other issue I ran into where I was like, "This is the only one I could find." Do you really though? Well, I'm. I mean, I could get a drill. Yes. But there's. I no, mean, there's no, no warranty <laughs> person who's listening from Merlin Warranty. I did not take we a drill to my bike. We are not discussing this. <laughs> clarify that. Um, it's gorgeous. I wouldn't do that. Um, but yeah, but there's no well, entry you might point. Do that. There's no entry point for an internal route. Otherwise, kind of, you know. It's okay, u- it's ugly, but I mean, I guess. It's All right, what's what's the bike you have? Is it the Malt? <laughs> they they gotta come up with a better name. The Malt G two X. Is that really? The I'm name? not kidding. Like, why Malt? Like, is that someone's dad's name or something? Because I feel what like just the that? Merlin G two X is a way better name, like branding wise, you know. Mm, anyway, Merlin, if you guys are watching, I love your bikes, but I mean, come on, seriously, the malt. I mean, is that something that's British that we don't know? And is that a Hunt fork on there? I no, I don't think. Well, I don't know. I think it's just their own in-house one. Unless you, unless you can tell it's a Hunt. How do I tell it's a Hunt? No, it just says carbon. Carbon, th- yeah. So I wanted basically the through axles with the yeah, flat mounts. Yeah, so it's, it's just theirs. It's fairly light. I'm surprised. So. Here's my question. Where's the front derailleur port? Where does the front derailleur cable come out? The bottom? Yeah. Hmm. Yes, I know. And then it has the stays to expose the derailleur cable. I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's quite enough room to get around that bottom bracket. Right? That's why I kept running into it. And I was like, there's no way to route around unless they'd put like a buttress above with like a you know an opening but they didn't so, so. I'll I'll tell you a secret don't use a dropper right? <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you a secret oh god here's you some, need to keep you need to keep this between us here's some knowledge all right um and uh any any trek warranty guys uh please leave 
turn off the podcast. Let's remotely shut them off. Don't come back to this episode. Um, I drilled my frame for my dropper. Yeah, I thought about doing that, man. Just going right <laughs> through the whole thing, right? Oh, that scares the crap out of me. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. a frame that cheap, though, it's aluminum. It's not going to well, rust. That was kind of my thought. My, I've, I've had my frame for six years now. Yeah. Um. So it's a Trek frame, so you have a you have a press fit bottom bracket, don't you? Yes. You poor bastard. So <laughs> you've never had any issues with any crap getting in either, huh? In in what? The holes you didn't or may or may not have drilled in your frame. No, because see, you can grab. There's a there are these rubber plugs that you can grab that are used for ah. as a as a as a plug for. Actually, a lot of different brands out there seem to use the same plug. I see. Uh, I've noticed them come with Salsa and Marin are the two big ones that I've seen come with them. But those plugs, they're these little rectangular like frame port plugs that work great. You just slip that in there, um, and then your your cable goes right through. You're a smart little devil, aren't you? Uh, that was uh, actually you steal someone, that someone who helped me out on that one is, and I want to give him a shout-out too, uh, Mr. Brian Gravito. Oh, nice. Um, we'll hook up. Yeah. And uh, knowledge I, on you. I do need to give him a shout out because uh, I heard through the through the grapevine that he uh, may have been riding a BMX bike around a little bit and uh, may have not stuck the landing. Oh. And uh, I think broke a collarbone, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> uh, so my condolences and uh get get well mr Ravito. and uh thank you for inspiring me to drill my frame uh except not if you work for trek thanks for inspiring me to not get back on a bmx bike because <laughs> i want to do that um welcome back to cautionary tales from lift talk hey man uh, listen everyone listen every time you ride and you make it you build up a shred tax and sometimes that tax comes due, and you got to pay the shred tax, man. That's true. And uh, but the good thing is, when you once you pay a hefty toll for the shred tax, you're pretty much left alone for a while. You're clean for a little bit. And yeah. You got to recoup. You know, you got to rebuild it up again. So. Yeah. Here's hoping that his shred tax is paid up now for a good long time. You know. Get Very well, man. True. Get well. Yeah. My my uh, we had a buddy that had his collarbone pretty bad at the beginning of the season at thunder and he just got cleared for like riding again and i was like oh yes so there is uh recovery times are pretty good now it's unbelievable actually yeah but yeah thoughts and prayers to you man in the real way though because we've all been there yeah um hopefully although by the time like that's healed bikes will might be back to normal that might be a good yeah, time to get back maybe. you know what i mean although <laughs> put it this way people like us they're not getting away from bikes he's gonna be working on that shit sucking as soon as he can move the other right. Right so i hope the bikes it was okay he's probably on the trainer right now that's that's my see that's my exact point like you can't fall behind you can't fall behind you know um hell yeah what else about what else about your your gravel bike um let's see i'm not a huge fan of the bar tape the salsa stuff man i mean put it this way the feel is amazing I'm just not. It's too light. Although, was that will that wear in? Will that get browner with a patina? No, it'll probably do the opposite. It'll probably wear down. Yeah, this is my point. It's not dark enough for me. I think you know. It's um, just. <laughs> so your problem with their bar tape is the color. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
and and, the, and what do you, okay the and, finishing tape ahead. is not even tape like do you have to lick it to get it to stick what the hell was oh, i with missing? the little with the little chili pepper why make it look it? that sick if it doesn't fucking I work i love you know that what I mean? tape it looks so cool it looks amazing does yours ever stick in the uh, forever um i had i if you like really are like careful with it to an absurd extent yes you can get it to stick did you hear what you just said yes <laughs> All right, I just wanted to make sure you heard what you just said. <laughs> um, it would be, I mean, electrical tape is a dollar and it works. Um, but yeah, it's a sh- I just, I wish they could make that stickier. Can you guys hear me? Um, please, I'll buy more of it. Although I will say I'm going to go, I think, with the Bond Trigger cork stuff right now because it's so soft and it's so gel and cushing and I'm jealous and I want it. So gel The Super Cows would be nice, but there's nothing that matches did, this did you, green. Did you miss that? I didn't miss it. I didn't, we, we got it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Gel. <laughs> Jelly. Uh, it's the lamest color, man. I don't know what else to tell you about that. I can't. It's just not not your not your brown, huh? <sighs> no, I mean the whole bike too. What? I mean, look at it. It's like moss, like lichen. It's like lichen and what you have the gray, like you know? the like dark blue and green one, right? It's like green. Yeah, kind of. It's like green. It's more like a gray and like a light green. Don't be wrong. It's, it's what, how you, how you, how would a girl say? It's a handsome bike. You know what I mean? Like put it that way, <laughs> but it's not like in your face, kicking you in the teeth, neon. Like, some oh, of the, you, you know what I mean? Like you want something freaking crazy. Ostentatious, you know? Ostentatious. Word That's of the day. Um, but yeah. Our word of the day. We need a bold bike. If you, uh, if you send, if you comment that word of the day, you'll get, um, some Raycon uh, earbuds. Thanks, to, <laughs> thanks to our sponsor. We're not sponsored. Don't don't comment ostentation. Our sponsor is, is Bose. We're gonna get the cool stuff. Um, Ooh. But yeah, when the, if this painter starts to suck, I'm gonna just citrus strip it. Hey, and uh, go nuts with the sprayed up. Thank you to our sponsor, Citrus Strip. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just color it. I don't know what, but maybe do like a gradient fade with like. I want to do those colors when it's inside, and then it changes to a different color on the outside, and it looks amazing. But I'll probably screw it up. So but. here's here's the thing with with painting, right? Is it is an absolute blast to mess around with spray paints and like make make your bike cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's the the flip side of paints is it voids your warranty hardcore. Yes. Except on a, there are a select few um, exceptions to that. I think like Open and Rodeo Labs, you can buy like a, a bare frame that you paint it yourself, and it's it's still under warranty. But um, I wonder if you can Cerakote those frames. Um, I think Ooh, you can. That would yeah. be sick. But um, dear, yeah, Santa. it's definitely a trade-off. That's the reason that like. I painted this old 920 frame, and I'm looking for another frame to paint, but I want it to be old <laughs> so that I don't have to worry about, like, warranty stuff. I mean, how often do you have warranty a frame? True, but the other the other side of that is, like, a lot of the paint on bikes nowadays is pretty damn good. Honestly, that's I wouldn't paint a lot of the new stuff. It's kind of, oh, yeah. Like I said, it looks sick, usually. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Don't don't mess up your nice new bikes, kids. Unless you got, you just want to drop coin, just get a wrap. 
That's cooler. You, get a rap. You're a cool kid. <laughs> um, speaking of the bar tape in the bar area, that Transex hot laps, hot laps dropper lever is awesome. Wait, wait, what's that? Yeah. I hear, is that... Um, what is this? Is that a gavel? I think it is. I hear. Bang it. Hit the gavel. Do you hear that? Approaching... By court. Approaching through the night? Yeah, is that... Who is that? The constable? Is he coming to round him up? I don't know what year this is or what... I don't it's know. just a faint, like, knocking of a gavel <laughs> coming down the hallway. The ghost of judgment's past. What? What is that? Oh, God, it's bike court. <laughs> no, we're going to play the actual night court theme song there. Put on your wigs, everyone. Oh, Put on your we should get powdered wigs. We should get the powdered robes. wigs of like make them out of like bite caps. Get them on out. Uh, jury, assemble. All all rise for the honorable judge liftock us. How many uh, people can we get in a Zoom chat? Why? Who, who can do we you get want it, to invite right now? We, no, because we could do a jury <laughs> to get of, our, of their bike peers and do it on trial right now, live. You know. Remember this for bike court, please. All right. Yes, we're gonna, we, we can. We, we need a list of like three or four. A, a panel of jurors. How's that? Oh, bike court, bike court jurors. We're doing it. Yes, but we get to decide when they talk. They're all muted. It's like the opposite of a presidential debate where they're all muted. That sounds ideal. That until sounds great. we allow them to talk for like, and we give them like, like little like snippets of talk, like two seconds at a time. So they can try to say a sentence, and it'll just come out choppy. And then we'll just uh, yell over them anyway. Um, and then exactly. So yeah, we'll, so we'll work. We're working on getting a, a, a bike court jury together. But um, yeah, are the proceedings. Are we, are we are we proceeding with this or now? Yes. Uh, all rise. Okay, Sir, uh, everyone, honorable be judge seated. Riley. Honorable. Uh, honorable judge. Newton. No, we're we're both the judge today. Oh. I think. I want to be the bailiff. Um, I'm gonna get handcuffs. Uh, you can be the bailiff. I'm putting someone in chains today. I mean that in a non-weird way. I take that back. I'm going to be a judge now, so. All right. I got weird. Um, put, on, put on the powdered wig. All right. So, on the... On the, uh, the I need to learn some, like, court terms here so I can actually sound like a courtly... The long con. Just go to law school, and then you'll be all set. <laughs> and then you'll also be all set. That sounds like money well spent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh... Who we have uh, on the the defense today is um, Dropper Posts. You know them well. They might be your best friends. They are seat posts which lift up and down at the push of a button uh, to adjust your saddle height on the fly while you are out for a bicycle ride. Why would you describe Dropper Posts as a seat that lifts up and down instead of a post that drops? A, well, seat, a seat post that drops? No? An... Are you putting me on trial here? What is this? No, no, I take it back. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> dropper, All right. dropper posts are still on trial. <clears throat> so, I mean, there's a lot to... Let's, let's, be, let's be fair here. There's a lot to put dropper posts on trial for. Um, Significant amount. Yes, they. I will say, in the last, like, ten years, they are... One of the items that has revolutionized the, I would say, the mountain bike side of things more, but the bike industry in general. Yeah, I right? definitely agree with that one. Okay, cool. So we're we're square there. Um, there, I, I take issue with a lot of companies out there that seem to be very slow on the uptake with how they update their droppers and 
are still running essentially dropper technology from the early days of dropper posts that is pretty um pretty antiquated at this point what i am putting on trial right now as this is an episode of gravel talk is <laughs> gavel talk now gav gavel talk i yeah. like it all right now we're now we're a courtroom only <laughs> podcast we just talk about court cases uh how about that roe v wade <laughs> That's a nice recent one, yeah, definitely. Court cases (laughs) within the last 50 years. Um, (laughs) So there is an issue with dropper posts these days in that a lot of people, I say a lot, in my circle, a lot of people being me, Ed, (laughs) and uh, yes, (laughs) there are other people out there that I know are doing this. I know people. I I do know people no. who are trying to put dropper posts on their gravel or in some cases road or cross or whatever bikes. So a drop bar bike with a dropper post. Um for it it could be your drop bar mountain bike, um it could be any number of things. The solutions for that at the moment are much like the the actual post itself the solutions for that have expanded greatly just in like the last year. Yeah. Um, there was nothing. Saw, there was nothing. There was, there was literally nothing like probably like two years ago, the solutions were nil. Then you have, probably, you have some weird mutant adapted thing, don't you? Not anymore, oh, but okay. I did. Yeah. All right. Um, so let's, let's go back a little ways back in the good old days when droppers were, were in their early days, we had specialized, had the, the command post, carbony, fancy, post i don't know what the model name was but it was the command post in carbon um and it was a a race here let me see if i can find the picture of the one that i had one before that where it was like a manual drop where you had to reach back and like undo a hinge yes so those i'm i'm not worried about those right now um i'm i'm going (laughs) actual actuated droppers right yes okay yes um it might have been the ircc it says command post 2015 yeah um maybe 10 positions no it's not the ircc uh what a horrible name what a horrible name i don't know it it sounds pretty uh it it, the internally returning carbon command (laughs) post give me a goddamn you know okay here i think it's i think it's called the xcp even worse name yes look up the specialized command post xcp all right now this, this is an interesting seat post. Um, you see it? Come on, Comcast. Discontinued online. Yeah, what it's uh, look at it's kind of a. Uh, Why is it flared towards the top? So basically, yeah. the mechanism is all external, basically, huh? Yeah. So so this was a seat post that was made to fit into a twenty-seven point two millimeter. Uh, seat post diameter interesting and at the time all of our or at least specialized dropper technology was too big to fit into that size of a seat post so what they did there's a joke in there somewhere gave it they gave it a weird um like cancerous growth at the top that the dropper internals could be in so it just kind of flared outwards like that it has a bulbous head if you would (laughs) 
Yeah, that's also another bad phrase. Okay, yeah. It just does look like that, though. It looks stupid as heck. It does. It does. Um, anyway, this... So for me, when I was trying to put a dropper post on my cross bike in, like, 2014 or 2015, I was like, dude, sweet. There's a 27.2 dropper out there. Let's set this thing up. Um, unfortunately, uh, two or three big uh, issues with this seat post... Um, Number one is they had some decent uh, quality control issues with this. AKA it sucked. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the, the functionality of the post was meh at best. In doubt. Um, yes. Um, the uh, second problem, because of that bulbous head... <laughs> it's I mean, too I, easy. I don't too have easy. any, I don't have easy, any right? other way to yeah. refer to it, right? Exactly. Because of that... And because of that flare that it has there, your insertion. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that one. The... I know that was a, it's a term. Sorry, it's English. How how far do I go with this? The, <laughs> the amount at w- the amount that you can insert that shaft into the into the the seat tube is limited because. You can't even insert the last, say, 100 to 150 millimeters of the post. So what's the point of having, like, a 20 millimeter dropper? Oh, sorry. 30, it's got 35 millimeters of travel. I didn't even see that. I believe they had a 35 and a either a 50 or a 70. Oh, so you're telling um, me that this is fully extended. I thought it was... Co- uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that this, is extended. this was compressed, actually. That is extended. That is absolutely pathetic. Yes. So <laughs> I will say 35 millimeters of travel on, like, a cross or a gravel bike Something. for me is is something more than enough in most cases there are some cases yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i could see you you're different though man you're you're a different breed people that ride cross are a different breed you know that yeah okay i mean yes they're they're basically they're used to it being fully extended so just that little bit is huge right yeah i guess that's huge that's why all the iso ISO speed sections and, you know, small absorbing bits are so popular in cross because it's like the small, tiny things that add up basically over time. Yeah. So I could guess I could definitely see that being a huge thing, but I can also but see them being like, this is stupid for the insertion. I couldn't get this seat post inserted to a point where it was low enough for me in that frame. To actually ride? So your situation is basically like me where I'm like, extend the dropper. I'm like, I feel like a giant on this. Yes. Like, it was like that, except I only had 35 millimeters of dropper <laughs> of drop. And this 35 mil drop, may I also add, is only a two position. It's not an infinite adjust. So oh, it's, it's up or down. That sucks. Yes, you don't. Ha- you can't go in between. Which again, with 35 mil of travel, isn't a big deal. But you can't adjust any. You can't get like that's weird. The the insertion was too too little. Like I couldn't get it down <laughs> to a point. Stop it. <laughs> that's uh. enough. I, it's almost like they didn't test it. Order. They, the, yeah. I will have order. Gavel time. It's almost like they just didn't test it when they released it, huh? I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they made maybe, it. You know? They made it for the market that existed at that time, right? Yeah, I guess it's that's has that. That's not even a crime, you know. what I mean, I guess you know. Yeah. It's just we've come so far now. But anyway, it also didn't really work that well. So. <laughs> it also sucked. Fast forward, say another few years like two or three maybe and who's that that comes onto the scene oh look it's pnw their company called 
PNW after like Pacific Northwest, I guess. Uh, I makes guess. sense, right? I they guess. they start making like mountain bike parts, and then eventually they're like, you know what would be cool actually is like uh like a, a dropper post for like like not mountain bikes for like gravelly like drop bar mountain bikes. So they start making. Uh, I think they have the the Pine twenty seven point two. I think is the first one they started doing for that. Pine twenty seven two external, yeah. Yeah. Decent bars um, on that. So they started making that at a cool price, cool little post. Um, it's a twenty-seven point two mil diameter, awesome, oh, right? Like Ninety millimeter would be would have been perfect. I think I think at the time they only had a one hundred when I got it. Mm. So get the get the hundred mil dropper, put it on the bike. Ends up it's still too tall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I there's there's another problem though, and this is this is getting to the core of our issue here. Ready? Is this dropper post? All right, let's let's back up a second and think about fundamentals of a dropper post, right? So you have two different ways to actuate a dropper post. You have hydraulic, which isn't actually a way that we should talk about because I don't like that at all. It sucks. <laughs> and we have cable actuated. All right, it's good. It's good. <laughs> ding ding ding. ding, ding, ding. So with a cable actuated dropper post, obviously with a with a it's a cable, it's a shift cable and you have to figure out so with with that shift cable, that shift cable has a shift head to it, right? So the little barrel at the end of that shift cable. And that little barrel has to go somewhere, right? So you end up with the the and and this does happen in mountain bike droppers as well where you have this this shift cable with a shift head to it and um you have so this pine dropper is a dropper post that is designed to take the shift head at the seat post does that make sense is this tracking we're doing for everyone good. all right now you run the cable all the way through the frame and you need to clamp it at the lever. Now, the problem that arises is a lot of these levers now are like pirated or jerry-rigged shift levers. And a jerry-rigged shift lever needs the cable head at its end because you can't clamp that cable at the shift lever. So now you have two you, you basically just have mismatched lever and dropper because you have a lever that needs a shift head and you have a seat post that needs a shift head. And you have a lot of anger. Yes. A lot of this anger. Is, this is where Ed wound up with... Uh, which bike was this on that you were trying to figure this out? Was this on the... Um, every single one of them. Every single one. It's been amazing. And this, it, this hasn't just been happening in the, like the drop bar stuff because um, there are mountain bike um sh uh dropper levers that need the shift head versus exactly. droppers that need the shift head so there's this whole like it's 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 ended up not standardized at all right and there's there's really like a few scenarios that happen here is you end up with the right scenario which is you have a dropper that matches the lever right yes but with so many droppers not coming with levers these days that's that's become a lot trickier 
because you have to buy your own lever. You can might buy the lever that takes the wrong end, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a few companies out there have started making um, dual compatible shift levers. Now that's on the mountain bike side. So that's a, a dropper lever that can take either the shifter head or be clamped at the at the lever. Exactly. So that's cool. Um, unfortunately, with a drop bar shifter, we don't have that luxury, right? We we just can't we can't mess with the shift lever side. Um, now there are dropper posts as well that have been made that have that dual compatibility to them, where you can do either or. But again, unfortunately, that's not all of them. Um, again, very few and far between, though. Yes. Um, and then the other scenario that we see happen, which is not as big a deal, is if both the dropper and the dropper lever have the clamp end, you can kind of finagle it and just cut either end and clamp them there. Yeah. That's that's something that's workable. Um, now, go yep, ahead. go ahead. It's, like you said, outside of standardization, like something like, for example, the cables come pre-done with the each end is basically has an end already, or you solder an end on one of the ends after you cut them. It's just, it's frustrating. But like you said, there has been some, like say for example, a lever like, I mean, I ran into this with my PNW stuff. It's but, but however, the PNW is a pull type, which doesn't require the barrel end. It has a built-in, uh, you know, bolt tension on itself. But like you said, it's just kind of what the company wants to do. It's so yeah. frustrating. You know, there's not like we should do this or this should do the way it's done, you know? I mean, here's here's the thing as well is like it's, it came from good intentions, right? Because yeah. when, when droppers were first a thing, they were all routed with the shift head at the dropper lever. And so you would do that and it was a pain in the butt because <laughs> you had to you had to route it through the dropper and then like clamp it at the seat post and you would have to trim it at the seat post and make sure your housing was right. Cause if you didn't make sure your housing was the right length, then it would be too tight. That's a pattern. It, it was just a mess. That's um, a paddle. that's a paddling. That's a paddling. <laughs> um, so the idea of the, of putting that shift head at the, at the post itself is an awesome, like much easier to work with. But not when we're looking at we, we just now have that two different types of lever and two different types of post. So the, the solution would be either A, make sure that all of the posts and all of the levers have that dual compatibility to them. Yes. Which is not going to happen. No. <laughs> Especially when we're looking at a dropper lever that is always going to need the shift head. Yes. And the the other solution, which I am making a call on to anyone who'd like to tackle this, I'm looking at you like problem solvers, whoever, is to make a a small like a barrel clamp that is just literally a like a shift head instead of those larger barrels. Now I'm sure that that's like way too small to manufacture in an efficient way, but um, at the moment with how these parts are um i think it's worthwhile all right so i have an example maybe of something i've seen 
these little barrel it's called stops a narp, with an adjust. Right? It's called a it's called a it's called? narp. Narp. Yeah. Okay. You narp. Um, but the ones narp. I've seen have been too large. It appears. Um, yes. I mean, either that or we make it so that at, at the end, yeah, like I said, the dual compatibility. Even even if you can make it dual compatible just at the actuation point on the C post. Yes, that, that would be, be huge. That would be huge, and that would be enough. Where I think it would almost because then you're compensating for everything else. Yeah, it, exactly. It basically alleviates and gives you every. You're other compensating option. for every eventuality. Um, and I wish you know uh, the one I have now. Even the one I have now was kind of like, um, I guess I'll do it this way with the crimp, yeah. and it works. But I don't know. If, I mean. So with this with this PNW that I had, and again, this is at the time I don't know if it's changed since. Yeah. Um, but the pine, the PNW pine that I had was supposed to take the shift head at the post. Okay. So what I had to do, which did not end great, <laughs> was grab one of those bigger narps or like cable anchors. Yeah. And just hammer it into the post. <laughs> yeah, just be like, okay, let me just mash this thing in here. You know? Yes. Um, another thing that I've had to do is you just take one of those and grind it down until it'll fit. Yeah, um, and, but that is that is such a pain, and uh, probably like it's just not ideal, right? Because no. there's you, it's ultimately going to add friction to the system. You're not going to be able to warranty it, and it's going to be a mess. Yeah. It's going to cause it's, more it's issues. It's going to add so much friction to that system that it's just it's never going to work ideally. And meanwhile, the anxiety that's going to be caused because you freaking know that it's this thing that's possibly waiting to goddamn explode in you while you're on the trail. Yeah. <laughs> it's not. I mean, that's not something to be ignored. You know, my shoddy work is horrifying to myself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who the hell knows, man? So anyway, I think. Do you have any other evidence to to present against uh, dropper posts? Against them? Oh, some of them were ugly as hell. Um, <laughs> like right. I don't get like why there's like dashes on the top of this one for no reason. Am I missing something? So which like, one? Which one are you looking at? Uh, the the Transex uh, dropper lever, the hot the hot laps dropper lever, Kitsuma one X dropper. No, two X. Hot lap dropper bar dropper lever. Oh, that's so you can tell where you're actuating it, I guess. I don't know. Exactly. What am I measuring fish on there? Like, what the hell you're is that? Like a, I don't get it. So, yeah. It's, uh, just make it black, man. Just leave Transex on there. It looks cool the way it is. Um, I, look, I was looking at the wolf tooth bar end mount. You ever see that one? Yes. Um, um, interesting. But I don't know if you had to route it internally i'm gonna put some more of them here let's see this is a wolf tooth one there this is also what i found that i didn't have i found it in stock in a couple places it's expensive but i couldn't find much on it it's the shimano pro have you heard anything about that yes that so link. it's like what in the heck is that yeah so pro started so shimano owns pro okay and pro started making this one is very similar to that transx one that you're looking at Okay. Um, and they also have one that is designed to work with their um, GRX setup um, uh, to like basically bolt into their um, like a matchmaker mount or something. Their yes, yeah, basically. Okay. Um, but yeah, it works in the same a very similar way. 
Um, the the wolf tooth one, I am not as big a fan of. Um, I'll tell you the one that I hate the most is uh, I think uh, actually KS and PNW. Sorry, PNW. The Rainier. Um, no, so they have a lever that goes on the tops of the handlebars, like near the stem on a drop bar. Oh, like the two X. Yeah, I've, yes. I've used that's not bad, but you can't grab it from the hoods. Exactly, you can't grab it from anywhere. Yeah, it's kind of sucky unless <laughs> you, you have to. Yeah. But here's here's the thing with when you want to drop your dropper, you you want to be able to do it quick because you have like a steep bit coming up or something. Dude, like like it's hot. You don't want to have to move your move your hand away from the most stable position on the bike. There's a reason why it's dropping like it's hot. Uh, I think more with the advent of one X drivetrains, I think more people are going to use the left brifter for a dropper yes. actuator. Which is why these dropper posts need to be more adaptable, I think, and um, just able to run. So the the X Fusion is a clamp at the at the post, and I know I get it that like the clamp at the post idea has been such a like. Like we've gotten away from it because it was horrendous at the because start. The, do you think it's? I mean, do you think it'd be worse for liability-wise to have the clamp at the post as opposed to the the end, the cable end at the post? No, it's just harder to set up. Yeah, initially you think so? Yeah. Yes, but it's 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 harder to set up, but it's not impossible to set up like what we're running into. Yeah, because I mean, both both use the bar end setup at the. At, on the end of the cables. Great. I'm cutting one of these to run this cable anyway. So yeah. I basically have no choice basically to kind of finagle some hack and bodge with the other end of it and pray it sticks together, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. just so frustrating. And if I, anyone can think of a, a solution that doesn't involve us like soldering the cables together. Although I be... speak of soldering, it actually really wouldn't be that hard to basically take a, like a one millimeter bit, cut off one of those heads, punch straight through the lead because it's soft. And then, you know, drop some solder on the things afterwards, but you'd have to, like, hold it in the exact correct position and then hope you soldered yes. it and didn't get a cold sock, cold joint. And you'd also, stuff. a lot of these dropper posts are being run through full housing, so you'd have to do that through the housing. Yeah. Exactly. How do you do that? Yeah. Magic? You just become David <laughs> Blaine. David Blaine could do it. David, David Blaine could have done it. Um, and it's, I mean, with the, how gravel, how popular gravel's getting, like, this is only going to be a matter of time, I think, before... Yes, yeah, someone's some going to come up with a solution. Like, hey, look at this. Or yeah. they're just going to start doing a gravel-specific dropper post that clamps at the post. Why don't we have a button? And... Give me a give me a le electromechanical dropper actuator now. Make me run out just a single electric wire all the way from my small button on the side of my hood, almost like a 2 but not as sucky, and then just basically mount it to the box on the actuator on the seat post itself, right? Or in the bottom well, of that's, it. Well, that's the Rock Sharks E-verb. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you don't sound very happy about that. No, I don't think anybody with an e-verb loves it, from what I've heard. Um, no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's exactly that. I guess I'm just going to go wireless drop. I just want a wireless button on the drop bar now. Screw it. I'm go that's my next step, is just going to go to a wireless dropper. All right, get get your Raspberry Pi out and start programming that for me. <laughs> that would actually be fairly sick. You could have, like, different profiles, like, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling like a man today, and like it's like a million <laughs> miles an hour re-extension. One um, thing that I had wanted to do is, um, and you could probably get this to work, but it would be a challenge, is uh, you get just a DI2, and you set up your drivetrain one by, yeah. but you have a right DI2 lever and a left DI2 lever, 
and you find a front derailleur, right? And you gut it, and you find just the little servo motor. And use that as the dropper actuator. And use actuator. that as the dropper actuator. You hook it up to the cable, which pulls the little actuator on the dropper, and the dropper goes and does its thing. That might be a pretty sweet hack. Yeah. I uh, don't electrocute to... yourself, kids, you but... Uh... You just basically need to know where the... you pull it apart and get access. Yeah, to you, wouldn't, you wouldn't need to do any programming to it. You just have to get DI2. You just make sure, yep, you'd, and and you'd be have to be willing to gut a front derailleur. That's an expensive proposition. Uh, I don't know. Front derailleurs, even DI2 ones, are not the most used things these days. Can I retrofit DI2 to my regular mechanical brifter, L-Tigers brifters, the R8020s? Um... Only if you buy one of those like weird upgrade kits from like Archer or like X Shift or whatever they're called. Yeah. Man, next one. <laughs> next one I'm just gonna be no cables. How's that? I'm going all axis. I'm doing what uh, Axis brakes. Doing what Tommy did. I'm not even gonna use brakes. F brakes, okay? Oh. Less less cables, more. Do risk. a fixie a fixie <sighs> with gears. A geared Ooh. fixie. I actually that sounds ridiculous. I like it. Yeah, it wouldn't work. <laughs> you you have to freewheel to do it. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess we could use some cables <laughs> if we needed to. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I don't know if this is an issue that's going to be solved. And I sentence goddamn bike dropper uh, dropper post companies to eternity in goddamn bike hell if they don't fix this shit soon. <laughs> um, I'm going to make them all use self actuating goddamn hand droppers if they don't. Oh yes, they have to all use height rights. <laughs> this is your goddamn punishment. This is your. And I'm taking the saddles off. Ooh. Yeah. So come on, this is something that shouldn't exist. From buying a two hundred dollar dropper, and it's basically like, will it work with my goddamn dropper lever of choice? Like, who the fuck knows? I just paid eighty dollars for this lever too. It's just yeah. super annoying. That's all. And you can. All right. Sentence delivered. Story. To everyone, all of you, all, no one in particular. I would also like actually something that would be a nice little like compromise would even just be figuring out a way to label them so that you can tell immediately which type of lever the good kind, is. the like, bad kind. Well, just which kind of actuation it is, where the shift head is supposed to go on that lever. Because in my research, I have not found one that tells you like just very plainly like. Shifter head at the lever. Shifter oh, so that wasn't at the, at the post. That wasn't just me then. No, because I got this lever and there's no instructions, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I think it goes this way. Yeah. So I used an old shifter cable to test it three times in different configurations before I figured out which way it was actually routed. Yeah. So yeah, like, thanks for making that magic and mystery to solve. Yeah, it wouldn't take much. It. You just have to write that out on the product description Dude. somewhere. Or shoot a YouTube video. You guys are all on freaking social media. And we can make a five-minute video of how to... Hey, this is how you install this dropper. It took me eight seconds to do that. And it's easy to me because I'm the company that made this. <laughs> Does that sound so out of line? Get your marketing departments on this shit. Are you serious? I don't how know. That sounds people? a little tricky. Yeah. That sounds a little... Get get what's-his-face from Jensen you uh, do it. He's good with in front of the camera. Come on, guys. Um yeah, so for now, I'm, I'm going to live with the transaction. And I've been living with it. It's pretty good, actually. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
the times I have used my improperly fitting dropper, it's been good. But I'm dreading now changing it, so can't wait. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I'm, I'm pissed now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, what else? Oh, while we're at bike court, I think I'm going to bring out another a brief one, maybe. I don't know if we're going to spend the whole... A mini bike court. Yeah, mini bike court. Dude, Let me get out my mini novelty on. gavel. There goes my small wig for the small mini bike yep, court. It's just a novelty gavel. It squeaks when I hit it. <laughs> <laughs> it has a picture of a baby shark on it. Um, yes. This is just because bike hel- the bike colors don't match. Like no one can get with any other company and be like, "Hey, this is a palette. Can we all share something?" Like, <laughs> there's a billion colors, and the literally that you can see with your human eyes, and no one can pick. Hey, we're all gonna pull from this pool of I don't know a billion of the same goddamn color. I know? don't know this this Miami green color has seemed pretty consistent these last few years, regardless yeah. of bike brand. I guess but it is some also colors, competing like black, with Miami Yeti green. Teal. Oh wait, let me see that Yeti teal. Like Miami Green is competing with the Yeti Teal and the Bianchi Celeste, so those two colors are still out there because they're still pretty popular. Bianchi Celeste's gonna lose because it sounds stupid. Ooh, I mean, rough. It's accurate. <laughs> Ooh, actually, that's pretty. That's a pretty color. But Miami Green has has been uh, has has penetrated the market well. Again with the euphemisms. Yeah, I didn't mean. I I didn't <laughs> have another word for it. I'm sorry. I mean, Jaguar does make a road. A shift kit in Bianchi Celeste, I guess. That's kind of sick. That color is nice. Yes. I take that back. Oh, I don't take that back. That name's still stupid, but the color is amazing. And what'd you say also? Miami Green. Miami Green. Now, don't confuse this with um, the the Miami Dolphins or whatever. Crockett Miami Green. Yes. Okay. Huh. Still like the Miami Green. Ooh, this guy's in a nice paint. This is a nice bike. <laughs> Pink on the inside. Oh my god, that's a that's a sassy machine. All right, um, I don't care. They're all they're all in preemptive. Uh, we're watching our double secret probation. We got our eyes on you because <laughs> the shit's not matching my bike and it's annoying. Get your shit together. Get a get a common color RGB color palette with the color codes. Come on, everybody does graphic design. Everybody knows this. Get you on, think they would share stuff between? Nah, they ain't gonna do that. <sighs> yeah, I know. I'm just. Cooperation? What are you talking about? For the greater good of mankind. Get no, out of no, here. No, We're no. out here for profits. Wow, that's a lot of Trek Miami Green bikes that are nice. I gotta stop looking at bikes right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> you ever do that and you get sucked into them? So yeah, um, sentence you to probation. Get your shit together. I'm warning you. Uh, well, uh, on that on that note. On that note. What? What else you got there, Ed? I think uh, I'm feeling pretty. Uh, That's pretty long. That's pretty long chat. Pretty was... justiced out. Yeah, that was good. I think we delivered some nice bike. I don't know punishment. if it landed, but we delivered it. We delivered it, and that's all that matters. Do we have any more? Do I have more rants to go? Oh, um, I can go. I can go more rants, but it's not bike court. Um, what else? Oh, gravel! You guys in your goddamn packs and bags? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> bike packers everywhere. Also. Why is an Apodera bag like ninety bucks for the top? Is it just it's waterproof, so it's a million dollars? That good? Come on, come on, come on. Um, that being said, I did find a custom bag guy that out in California, Kai Venture Bags, that makes awesome stuff. There's some cool. I will say, like the bag, the bag companies are really cool, and like I feel like they're getting saturated now, but right. there are there's so many of them out there, and they all have their own kind of cool little little spin that they do. Yeah. 
Um, I don't want to buy another. I bought my girlfriend a nice one, and I don't want to buy another expensive one for myself. So I'm going to get the cheapest one I could find on Amazon that looks like it could use it. And I'm just going to go and see how that if it sucks. Um, it might. Who knows? Maybe I have some shit. Think it's what? But <laughs> oh well, you know. Um, beat spending like eighty bucks. Um, well, I have to do my chain. That's going to be maybe we should do the video size of chain and not suck at it. Um, I don't know if. I trust myself, but we're going to find out. I might just take this one and make it look the same length and just do it that way and <laughs> cheat. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's worked before. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I've never done a road bike. I don't know if there's any difference. Do you do, like... Yeah, you you ready for the little uh, little trick? Oh, what is... Oh, sorry. You, oh, you did say there was a trick then. All right. What is it? All right. So, the... I mean, the trick that people would get mad at me for saying is refer to... Uh, manuals and uh, manufacturer specifications because um, they do if you go to um, because this is a Shimano drive chain you'd go to si.shimano.com plug, plug that in plug that in right now okay plug, bring that up Jeez. si.shimano's no Shimano Shimino this is an awesome website to keep in your back pocket Oh, tactical manuals. Yeah, this is all of Shimano's tech docs. They just all give you this? They just give you this. Ooh, what are we looking at? Uh, well, what what uh, you have uh, ST or you have R80... 8020s and 8050s. Yeah, I think 8020 and 8050s. So was. you just look up, just plug in R8020 into that search bar. Oh, dear Lord, no way. And it'll pull up uh, your dealer manual is the one that you want. It's a DM. Now, DM. Yep. Dual control lever. And you go down your oh, yeah. dealer manual here, and you should be able to click on... Uh, uh, I wonder if there's a... Ch I don't know if this one has a chain on here, actually. Adjustment. Insulation. Yeah, you might have to look for a chain a chain manual. Um, like... Interesting. Like a Shimano... Anyway, this uh, is a... This is 11 a... chain manual, something, whatever it was. Yeah, so HG90111. Plug in that. In, or just H, HG901. In that same thing, huh? In the field, yep. Yeah, there it is. And then there's a dealer manual for CNHG901-11, Road, Road Shimano, MTB, Road. Shimano. And... Uh, manual. I think everyone's left the podcast at this point, so... We'll just, hey, we'll just have, continue this exercise. I hope they have a great night. No, yes. hard, no hard feeling. Um, but you can go to installation, and this shows you their procedure for installing a chain. Hmm. So this is Shimano's procedure for installing a chain. Ugh, they show you... Well, yes. Disgusting. They show you um, in some diagrams that are semi-clear how to go about this. Um, oh, wow. This is what, actually pretty um, well diagrammed. Holy shit. Yes. Um, so I think the one you're looking at like right now, what we do on a, a road bike drivetrain for Shimano is we want to do um, backwards, the chain around the big, big. So we want to put it around the large chain ring. Okay. Largest cog. All okay. right. And then uh, we're going to add um, two full links in most cases. 
and a full link is an inner plate, outer plate, inner plate, outer plate. Okay, so the entire. The entire link, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, they have the plus. Two. Now, what's plus three for anything in particular? Um. To say one, two plus the two links. Plus three. One plus link or three plus three links. It's weird. Yeah. I guess we. I mean, if you if ever, I've heard the plus two, but I've never heard the plus three, so just ignore. Oh, that. I think they're. Uh, there's a lot of inconsistency with how they count links. I will oh, say that. Yeah. Um. So I think There's different tooth sprockets or something. Yeah, it looks like on that first picture they're counting links as an inner is one link and an outer is another link. All right. Um, sounds like another case for bike court. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna. I think we'll end it here. Well, it's enough <laughs> for some executions later on. Jeez. Before we get too deep into our next episode of Bike Court, we should probably just rename the podcast Bike Court. That would actually be kind of funny. I like We're that. G- I like the Strava Court uh, Instagram account, by the way. Hilarious. There's a, a what? Strava Court. It's they've taken the bike court idea and just done it on. Like, go check it out. It's funny. Some funny memes. I'm I'm going to see this right now. Right now, he's like, this is serious. Let's see. I I gotta check this out. Strava, Strava Court. It's gotta be on Instagram somewhere, right? Strava Court. Serving justice to the Strava leaderboards. I don't understand most of these flagging activities. Get off my lawn, kids. No Strava on dirt bikes. That's for you. I'd I'd like to think we are. I'd like to think, yeah. (laughs) I'd like to think we have been loftier with our um, justice, um, taking it more to the man than some Joey on a dirt biker. Yeah. But and, anyway. uh, and I uh, much pettier, I feel like too, which is yes. super important for That's me. That's important. You know? Yeah. For me personally, I, I would, uh, yeah, I think we have to end it there before I get too. Cause I feel like you can keep going. It sounds like you can yeah. keep going with this. Yeah, it, is, um, it does. I actually have a whole thing that I didn't talk about that. I really wanted to talk about. Yeah. To grab um, that. Co- we're going to have paste to, it. Yeah, we're going to have to do another episode in, like, the next few days, I think. That's fine. So we can get that out there, because I want to talk about that. Let's do... Um, yeah, we'll do that. I'm gonna, I am gonna. want to talk about the specialized status at some point, too. Remind me about that. All um, right. Bike that was released, but then unreleased for later. Uh-oh. So, yeah, some information about that thing. It's going to be sick, too. Um See, we're getting back to some a little bit more downhill orientated. But yeah, this was good. Let's do another one uh, pretty much as soon as we can. Um, you want to do like a double feature and release them both at the same time? Yeah. Let's do it. And we'll put this one on YouTube, I guess, now too. Yeah. Um, I won't put the music on it so we don't get flagged for removal. <laughs> um, and we'll just do that from now on. Hell yeah, man. This worked out good. Zoom's uh, not our sponsors, but I mean, if they want to sponsor it, bring it on. <laughs> I think they have enough people asking for sponsorships at this point. Probably. Um, props to DVO for uh, my new uh, GoPro stand. It's the old spring for my coil. Um, works amazing. <laughs> works absolutely amazing. Um, That's great. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout, shout to you guys. Thanks for that. Um, good talk, man. Gravel. T- it's been Gravel Talk with Riley and Ed.
Gravel Thank talk you with all. Ryan. That sounds like a, a late night. I like it. Gravel, gravel court, gavel talk. Cue outro. Gavel talk. <laughs> we need a new outro. We need a new outro without a copyright claim. No copyrights on this outro.